This is Gemara and Beitzah Daf, Alamidalit, all the learning for this month, the month of Tishrei, has been generously sponsored as we go towards the end of the month of Tishrei. Hopefully, the learning of the Tarek Habura should be a tremendous chos for Shlema, for Shlema ben Yuta. He should have a continued recovery and hopefully be able to recover at home. As well as the Shulashid of Yisrochaim, the very Shemirim, Bas Rizogitl, Shandal Ezra, Bashanamakil, Yomorcha ben Dabashendal, Ezergitl, Bas Dabashendal. As well as the Shulashid of Yisrochaim, Shmuel Yesi ben Yafreda, Manu ben Vega, Chaim, and Sarah, Shamsim, and Izal Izal, Sarah, Bas Kenendal, Ita Bas Chien, Bas Chaisa, Yisrochaim, Mimindal. We're opening on the top of Lamadal and Aleph. We're going to try to get the Shiram up a bit earlier as we'll be traveling back to Eretz Yisrael next week. Says the Gemara Tanan Hossam, just to clarify one dot. We said yesterday about putting a fire under a tile. If anyone was wondering, why are you putting fire under tiles? The reason is because you can put a piece of meat on top of the tile and cook with the tile. And those are the two opinions why you're not allowed to unyantif either because it might break from the extreme heat and therefore it ends up that you're doing something for no purpose. Or the second reason that we saw in the Gemara was the chasman that the first time you heat it up, what does it do? It firms the tile and therefore that is the reason why it is forbidden. Says the Gemara Tanan Hasam, two lines on the top, Lamidalid Amr Aleph. We learned over there in the Mishnah, Darsa Ay Shatarfa Bekaisel. If we have a bird that someone stepped on, or the bird knocked against the wall, the bird is uh, hanging on for dear life, literally. Or if an animal crushed the bird, but the bird is still fluttering, you're not sure, is it alive, is it not alive? It's hanging between life and death. So you wait, Vishasa, and you wait, Me'isla, 24 hours. And then, Vishakta, you shakta after 24 hours, Kshirud shows you that the bird was not a trefa. The fact that it lived for 24 hours, I, it crashed into your wall, you stepped in it, the animal destroyed it, and it looks like it's dying. If after 24 hours it's still alive, that shows you it was not a trefa and you're allowed to eat it. it says the Tanakhama. Omer, Abelaz, Raviyana, nothing doing Mishram, Lezman, and Tignes. No. Sricha, Bidika, you have to check the bird. You got to make sure that it is not a trefa. You have to check the internal organs and make sure that there is a no real blemish that the bird was going to die. So the first thing that we have is we have a bird that's hanging between life and death is waiting 24 hours enough of a proof that it was a living bird. Six lines on the top. So this bird, this bird that's hanging between life and death, you let a shecht it on yantif. What's the fundamental shayla? Do we create a reisa? Do we assume that there's a problem and therefore you cannot check this bird? Or no? So we responded, it's a Mishnah, our Mishnah, which of course is why this bird discussion came up over here. What did our Mishnah say? You're not let a fire up the tile to roast on that tile. And why are you not let a fire up the tile of Avinu but we pondered? My God, what's the problem? The top lines of Ramid. You have to check the tile. And the tile might not be able to withstand the heat and it might break and therefore what's going to happen it might become that you did something for no purpose so says the Gemara our Mishnah proves us that then a case that you're not sure you're not allowed to take the chance just like you're not allowed to take the chance with the tile because it might break you're not allowed to take the chance with this bird because it might not be kosher 
Amar he responds, no, Raya. Anan, the dishes are lechasun masinale. We go with the secondaries. That the reason you're not allowed to fire up the tile is because it makes it hard, it makes it a cleave. But not necessarily is that a riot to our case about the bird. And the Gemara leaves it as a bayat question without a resolution. Says the Gemara, Tanya, we learned in a Bryson, continuing the theme of these tiles that were heating up on Yantif. A Mishnah, Mishnah actually that we learned in Gemara and Shabbos. I'll just remind everyone, uh, it's a Tesefta actually, but uh, I think when we learned this Tesefta last time, we mentioned the following case. This is why Rav Zalman says, random a little bit, but this is why Rav Zalman says, many people want to know if they put their food in the dishwasher, set it on a timer, shut the door, and then the timer will make it go on. Says Rav Zalman, absolutely not. You know why? Because of this Mishnah that we're about to quote, this Tesefta. Because the fact that you close, if you didn't close the door, the timer would never work. So you closing the door is an integral part of the malacha. Now, with that interesting introduction, let's see the Braisa. Tanya. Echem maybe it's our one person brings a fire. Echem maybe it's Eitzim. One person brings what? And one person places a pot on top of this wood of the fire. Echem maybe it's a man, one person fills it up with water. Then one person puts spices inside the water. And one person stirs the pot. Kulan chayavim. They're all chayav. Each part of the malacha is integral, is necessary, and therefore each one is a separate iser daraisa. And like we point out, this is Shlomo Zalman's raya that any time your action is critical and crucial in the larger picture, that itself takes on the iser daraisa as well. But in our case, again, one person brings wood and fire and pot and water and spices and stirs. Each person is a separate iser daraisa. Ayvatani asks the Gemara and chayav a different price and says no. That only the last guy is chayav. The Kulam Peturin and the rest of the people are bothered. Answers Gemara Loikasha, DCR Meikara, DCR Lebesayf. It depends when, excuse me, it depends when did you bring the fire. If you brought the fire in the beginning, then each person is part of the Malacha, because then each person is integral contributing to the Malacha. Or the other cases, everyone set it up and the last person puts in the fire, then only he is the one. That's going to be the one that is Haith. Says the Gemara, one second. Bishlam, I understand. Kulukov the Maisa. They all did an action. Elishaifas is a Kadira, Maikavid. The person that took the pot and put the pot there, what did he do? He didn't do anything. Why is he over and is it Isa? I understand the water and the stirring and the spices and the wood and the fire. But why is the mere placement of a pot? How is that an Isadir Isa? Amar Rav Shimon ben Lakish says, "Rish Lakish, Achav Bekdir Chadosh Askinan." We're dealing with a new pot. Like we saw that you can't fire up a tile because the tile is going to firm and harden from the first time you put in the fire. So to the pot, the first time you put in a fire, it causes it to get hard. And that is the reason why that person is forbidden. And that is the reason we bring down this Gemara because it came from our sugya of this tile. Of course, our pots nowadays probably would not be within such a category as our pots are come fully uh, killed. They don't need to be fired up the first time. But interesting to point out, this is also big is about, let's leave it for now, about creating a blach. If you take a blach and you put it on a fire for the first time on Shabbos, the Chazanish says the problem because you're making the blach red hot, similar issue that uh, to create a metal to be red hot. Let's learn the Braisa. Says the Gemara about 20 lines down the two dots. A new oven, a new oven or a double oven is like a regular utensil. They allowed to 
excuse me, that you're allowed to move around in the chatzar avil. You can't smear oil on it. And you can't use a cloth to rub it off the oven. And you can't rinse it with cold water. Because these are all practices that make the oven hard, and that's a tikkun mana, it's fixing the keli, which you're not allowed to do. However, the reason you're doing these different practices is in order to bake bread in that oven, then it's going to be allowed. You let a school, the head, the legs of an animal, to get rid of the hair on Yantif to eat it. And similarly, let us singe the hair with fire. You can't use charsis, which is some sort of uh, utensil, to, uh, excuse me, sort of uh, application that removes the hair. And you can't use earth, plaster, and you can't use a special scissors to pluck off all the feathers, and similarly you can't trim a vegetable with its special scissors, but you're allowed to prepare this kundis and you're allowed to cook them and bake them in a large furnace, and you can heat up water in an antiche, but you're not allowed to bake in a large furnace, because it might crack. Let's just take one moment. We have the moment. Let's just take one moment over here to look at Rashi, all these different practices. What is the issue over here? So Rashi points out, we'll go Rashi in the third wide line. In Teflon, Isan, you can't put this, uh, smear this application to get rid of the here. They say, Rashi says, why? Because when you tan and you condition an animal, you use this special plaster, and that's the reason why it's not allowed. Similarly, why not use the special scissors? Because it looks like you're cutting it off and you need the hair, so it would be an issue of guises. Similarly, why are we not allowed to trim the vegetable? Rashi says, "In It looks like you picked it today. So there's lots of derabanans. It looks like you need it. It looks like you're doing something today, and that's the reason why it's going to be aser. The next two cases, the kundis and nachvoyish. Rashi says it's tayreach. It's excessive work. The last case of shamatiftach was caused, like we saw before, and might break, and therefore it's going to come out that you're firing up the oven for no reason. And says the Gemara six lines from the bottom. You're not allowed to fan a fire with a bellows and yontif. But you're allowed to fan it with a tube, and the issue being that it looks like an artisan's work, it looks like a Maisa Oman, if you use a special bellows, so you can do it a different way. And similarly, you're not allowed to repair a spit, so you can't sharpen it again, because it looks like you're doing a weekday activity. You're not allowed to crack a reed to roast a salted fish on it. But what are you allowed to do? You let it crack a nut with a cloth? You don't have to worry that the cloth is going to rip. Again, different derabonans, not so uh, common. Perhaps the bellows, I don't know if someone has a primitive charcoal grill, I don't think they have bellows, maybe they fan it with a plate or something, but again, that would not have to be an issue. Says the Mishnah on the bottom of We have something, we have foods that uh, it's not edible. And the question is, when is it not muksa? When is it allowed to be used in Yantif? So said Rav Lazar, you let us stand next to food that is muksa, moving over to Lamidalud Amidbis, Erev Shabbos Bishvis, Erev Shabbos of Shemitah, on the Shemitah year. So we're Friday during the Shemitah year, you let us stand by your produce. And you're going to say, from here I'm going to eat Lamach. 
From here to here. So let's see a very, very important Rashi. The top Rashi Namib. Also very interesting because we're in Shemitah right now. These halachas are actually in Agea in Eretz Yisrael. Erev Shabbos Yisrael says Rashi. If you're standing by the produce and saying, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow, that's going to work. Says Rashi. Shein meiser Because there's no din meiser on peirois shviyis. Vein mechoser el azmana. And the only thing that is lacking is azmana. is setting, setting it aside and designating it. This is very unique. Perhaps not such a known halacha. Is that Shemitah produce does not need to be taken off trumas and meisers. This is a different issue. Is that you're not allowed to work the field and you're not allowed to sell it, and therefore you run into other issues. But the trumas and meisers are not a problem because there's no din truma and meiser on peiros shviyas. So if someone is standing by his own field and the produce grew in a permissible fashion, it grew on its own, etc., etc., what is it lacking? It's merely lacking that it's muksa. You don't have to actually take off trumas and meisers, etc., because it's mutter without that. So what would you have to do in erev Shabbos to make this fruit ready for you to be used on Shabbos? All you would have to say is from here I'm going to eat says Rav Eliezer. The Chachamim say no. Chachamim says Achayirshayim. You have to designate I'm going to eat specifically from here. Says the Gemara. Tanan Hasam we learned in a Mishnah. We have a child that hides figs before Shabbos, Meir of Shabbos, and and he forgot and he didn't take off Meiser. After Shabbos, you now let to eat them. Elohim Kain Israel, you now let to eat them. Unless you take a miser, very simple, because in miser was never taken off. The fact that you designated them for Shabbos doesn't help you. So after Shabbos, what do you have to do? Take off miser, then you can eat it. Mishnah number one. Utsananami, we learned in Mishnah number two, which of course is going to be a stira. If someone is spreads figs in the courtyard in order to dry them, likatsoites to dry them, banav ubnei beisa eichlan mayhem, his children and his family allowed to eat them, aray, temporarily ubturim, and they are potter from miser. Says the, the Gemara, a very interesting halacha, which we've seen many times, you're allowed to eat produce in an eifin, in a way of aray, in a temporary fashion. You let it snack on produce in the field without taking off chumas and misers. So Brayse, number one, said if a kid takes a fig and puts it aside for Shabbos, Motzei Shabbos, don't touch it until you take a meiser. Bryson number two said that if the figs are sitting out there to dry, you're allowed to eat them without thinking of meiser because you didn't finish the process. Two different prices. What is the status of Shabbos with regard to being kaiveya for meiser? An item which is not completed yet. Meaning, I have something, of course, let's just point out again what we just said. Before an item is complete, I'm allowed to eat an oifin arai. Only after the item is complete, and now it has the chi of obligation to take off chumas and The question is, do we say that the mere fact that you designate something for Shabbos, which of course should sound familiar based on the previous Mishnayis, the mere fact that you designate it from Shabbos makes it kvias, makes it a set type of eating, and therefore even if it's not fully edible, you're going to have to take off chumas and That is Rav Nachman's fundamental Mental shayla. Mia, mina. Do we say kimudich? Since the pasuk says the karasal shabbos einag. 
We call Shabbos an Oineg Kava. Shabbos itself makes it into a set type of eating, makes an obligation of Chubas and Meisers. And even an item which is not really complete, I don't know. Meaning, does the Karas of the Shabbos Oineg, does the eating of something on Shabbos itself inherently make a Kvias, make it that you have to take off Chubas and Meisers from that item? Omar Leis, Rav Nachman responded, Shabbos Kaivah, whether it's completed item or not, Shabbos itself makes a chi of meiser. Amar responded, Rava, Veima, Shabbos told me the chotzer. Why don't we say Shabbos is like a courtyard of chotzer? Ma chotzer in a kevas, el bedavishing remelachtoi. Just like a courtyard is only when the item is completed do we say, I think of Chumz and Maestres. Av Shabbos, I think of Eldavishing remelachtoi. The same thing should be Shabbos only if it's complete. How do you know that Shabbos inherently makes something koivea that you have to think of Chumz and Maestres? Amar Lei, Rav Nachman responds, Limod Aruch. It's a fully, it's a full teaching. Rav Nachman responded, this is how we learned the Pasuk. This is the Karas of the Shabbos Oineg. We have a Messiah that this is how you learned it. So don't tell me it's like a Chatzar, it's a different entity. Shabbos is something which has a Kviyas automatically and even an item which is not full and complete if it's set aside for Shabbos usage, automatically it has a Chiv of Meiser. Amr Marzutra Braid Ram Nachman comes like Marzutra says Ram Nachman proving Ram Nachman's point. We learned in the Mishnah. And of course, this is why this whole discussion came in. Because of our Mishnah, our Mishnah said he had to stand next to the produce in Arab Shabbos of Shemitah. And now we elaborate and explain what was going on in our Mishnah. What's the reason why? By the Mishnah, mere standing next to the produce and designating it is enough. It's because it's because you don't have to take a vicer. But if it's not during Shemitah, it's also that you have to take a vicer. Why do you have to take a vicer? My time Says the Gemara, you know why? Because it's Shabbos. You stand there out of Shabbos and you say, I'm going to eat for these produce. Seemingly, even though it's not a complete entity, why would you have to automatically think of Meiser? Because of Shabbos. A rioter of Nachman. The carousel of Shabbos, Aynig automatically says, Shabbos is Kaveya. Says the Gemara, beautiful Raya. Answers the Gemara, Lai. Shiny awesome. Kim Damar Mikanani Oichal Amalchar. No. Over there you said, I'm eating from that food. Kava Allah. You made a kvias. The mere fact that you said, I'm going to eat from it, that's the reason you have a chiyat ting of Meiser. Yachi says the Gemara, Ma'ariya Shabbos, Abil Bukhal Nami. So why was all case Shabbos? Even during the week, he's going to say that it's going to be the same. Then, Hakamash Malan. We learned answers the Gemara, the Tevel Muchanu Eitzel Shabbos. You know why it says Shabbos that teach us that Tevel is considered prepared for Shabbos use, that watch him Avar Betiknai Metukan, that if someone was Ivar Naveira and he was Ivar and he separated Meiser, Metukan, it is considered uh, fixed and you're going to be allowed to eat it, even though you weren't allowed to take off the Meiser. But the fact that you did is going to make you be able to eat this produce even though you were Ivar and Aveira. We're going to stop over here, but let's just take one moment. Uh, there's a lengthy Rashi over here. 
Let's just see the first two lines of the Rashi and we'll call it a day. Rashi, three lines into the wide line, says, teach me a different din If you went and you did it, it works. What's the chiddush? So it's teaching us the Mishnah is teaching us the Chiddush with regard to Moksa. And it also teaches the second Chiddush. What's the second Chiddush that it teaches us? That during a non-Shemitah year, you're not allowed to take it, not only because it didn't, you didn't think of Meiser, but also because it's going to be Moksa. That's the reason why we said the case of Shabbos. But if someone went and was over the Dindar Rabbanan and separated the Meiser, it would be allowed to be in. I'll pick it up from here, Mr. Shem, tomorrow.